welcome to the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church or to hear the entire message, go to www.anchorchurch.life. Do you find yourself repeating the same old patterns that you have committed to change? The Renew series will give you the tools to have a fresh start. Let's go ahead and give Jesus a praise of ovation real quick before we begin. All right. Because I like to feed off of that a little bit. But we recognize that he's here this morning because we are gathered here. And so I'm, I'm excited to talk a little bit about and continue our Renew series. It's that fresh start that I believe that we all need, whether or not you want it. <laughs> I think that that's kind of how uh, our New Year's always begin. We think, you know what, I'm ready to do this, but I don't know if I really want to do that. Uh, for me personally, I, I thought, you know what, and this is the first time I'm publicly speaking this um, outside of my own head, but I thought, you know what, what if I, what if I and I already talked about running, but what if I ran 10 miles a, a month? I could, I could probably do that, 10 miles a month. That's actually 10 more miles uh, um, a month that I was running before, so that, that you know, that's a, that's a good start. Um, but, you know, I, but you need people to kind of encourage you and help you. And, and I've got that right now. I've got somebody that's texting me Friday night, like, hey, we running. I'm like, no. <laughs> At 6.30 in the morning on a Saturday. Um, but I'm, I'm out there anyway. And, uh, and so it helps. And that helps. So that's what the idea is. So we want to renew. And I think about growth, and, and that all fits in with this. And so we're talking about growth today. But I want to go back a little bit and talk about where we were last week. Last week, we talked about the fresh start that we could have in our faith. And, and talking about how we can be aligned with Jesus. And if we are aligned with Jesus, we can begin to make those steps forward and begin to understand that there's, there's just a process there. And, and, and we can be misaligned or disaligned. I don't know how you say that. But we could be going in the wrong direction uh, if we don't align ourselves with with God. And so we talked a little bit about that last week, and I want to kind of piggyback that today, but I want to talk about growth, and I want to talk specifically about how we can have growth in our families and how we can have growth in our relationships with our friends and, and, and just different people that we have in our life. And so in, in, in 2019, it's going to be personal growth. How do you have growth in your families? How do you have growth with your spouse? How do you have these different things? How do they continue to grow? It's going to happen when we have our own personal growth. And so you have to really take a look at yourself in the mirror. Like Michael Jackson, right? The song, I can't even do that. But the man in the mirror, right? You've got to look at yourself in the mirror to be able to see where you are. And so right now in 2019, if you were to take just three and a half seconds to think about where you are now compared to where you were a year ago now, has there been any growth? Where have you grown? I think all of us might say that we have stumbled here or there, but maybe we have grown in a certain area, and where is that place? And so when we, when we think about the different areas and the places that we can grow, 
in our relationships with our, with our spouse, with our friends, with um, our parents, or whoever it may be, if you want that type of growth to happen in those relationships, again, you have to look at yourself in the mirror, and it's got to be a personal growth. I was thinking about Jilly um, recently because her birthday was in December, and so she just turned five, and you could think about and look at all these different photos over the past. And uh, she, we've got, you know, a lot of photos. In her first year of, of life, I took a photo every single day and posted it on social media and just kind of tracked that. Uh, and so um, it, I've got a, several photos from the first year, about 200 to show you real quick. No, don't you hate that? Somebody's like, hey, check out pictures of my baby. And they're like, oh, no, it's cool. It's fine. Um, so no, I don't have that. But uh, I was thinking about Jilly, and I don't remember when she started walking, shortly after her first birthday, but I was there when she took her first steps. I, I miss Davis's. I don't know where I was with Davis, but with Jilly, I was there. I was encouraging her, and I was trying to get her to take those first couple steps. And, and I remember being on my knees, and I'm looking at her, and, I, and she was, you know, the, the babies, if you're around babies, they kind of stand up, and they can stand on their own for a little while, but then when it comes to taking a step, they don't know what to do, and they kind of just squat back down. And, uh, and so I remember on my knees, and I'm trying to get her to, to take those steps, and she's standing, and, I'm, and I remove my hand, and she's standing there, and I'm like, come on, walk towards me, you know, and you're like kind of doing the baby thing to her, and, and uh, she started to take those first couple steps towards me without falling, and, and I remember just going, oh, that's so good, that's so good, look at you, come on, give me, give me, give me, look, 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 come on, give me, and, and then, you know, she started to walk. Now, she got out of bed this morning, and I didn't get beside her bed and say, ah, come on, baby, get out of the bed, come get me, come get me, come get me. And that's because she has growth in her life. Where she was at just over one year when she was learning to walk, I was excited then, but I don't treat it the same now because I know that she knows how to walk. She's a seasoned walker now. She knows what she's doing. And so there's this next area in her life that I would love to help walk her through to get her to that next level, that next step, that own personal growth. And I think that if we were to look at our own lives and the different areas in our lives that, that maybe we, we, we aren't strong in or wherever, there are people and there should be people there cheering you on and trying to get you to come and, and to be able to grow. But Notice that we're not still celebrating the fact that Jilly walks every single day. We've moved on from that, and we'll celebrate other things, but we're not celebrating the same things that we were celebrating a long time ago. And we're, we're encouraging and we're pushing her to take those next steps. So in 2019, where are those steps for you? So I want to talk about today the topic of renewing our families in 2019 with our faith in Christ being at the central focus of it all. And so if we're going to have growth in our families, if we're going to have strength in our marriages, relationships and strength with our relationships and family members, growth has to happen, and it's got to happen with us first. We talked about being humble or humbling ourselves last week. You'll notice every time you see growth happen, it's because humility is present. Because if we're arrogant, we're not going to ever grow in, in any type of arrogance. The only, type we grow, the only time we grow is when we have humility in our lives. You could think about it with your kids. Or you can even think about it yourself when you've been in a position where you needed some help. I know my wife was up here a couple weeks ago talking about how I never get directions because I got this. That's arrogance, right? But we can step in and humble ourselves 
and be taught in different ways. I could think of been time, there's been times in my life and there's been times with my kids where I'm trying to, to help them put something together. I think of Davis very, very particularly uh, trying to help him. Dad, I know, I know, I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, let me, here, let me help you. No, I know, I know what I'm doing. I know how to do it. I know how to do it, Dad, I know. Okay, all right. And it's clear he doesn't know how. Refuses my help. And then like the very, sim- I'm just standing off on the side thinking this is so simple. Like, just let me help you or let me show you. And how sometimes we don't want that help. And I think that we've probably all been there in our professions and different things. We want to try to figure things out ourselves when people want to be there to help us. But that's where it comes down. We have to humble ourselves. If you really want growth in 2019 in any area of your life, you have to humble yourself and be willing to accept help, be willing to accept encouragement, be willing to have somebody sit next to you and cheer you on, even if it is just baby steps, because you think that person's a grown-up. Why is he acting like that with that little girl, right? Like, but that's because it's huge. I know how to walk, but she didn't know how to walk. And that's huge for her. There's other people in the room that you could be doing life with that maybe they've been through something or they've gone through something before that they know how to go through it. They're seasoned whatever you have, right? And they can be there with you and they can cheer you on. You might think, oh, they've already know how to do this. I don't, you know, but they want to be there for you because they care about you. And so we have to humble ourselves. Uh, and there's, you know, I talked about the difference of power and authority last week. I don't know if you guys caught that, but I want to reiterate that again, because we have power in our life to absolutely do anything. We have the freedom to do anything we want uh, in, in, in this life. But when we submit to authority, there's the difference there. When we submit to authority, authority, be, authority begins to open doors that we can't necessarily open on our own. And I used the story about getting a police escort through, through traffic one time. I've got the car and I can drive anywhere I want, but I'm limited by the cars in front of me. I'm limited by the side of the road. (laughs) But when the police escort stepped in and opened up the car situation, we could pass through. And that's by following the authority that's in our lives. And they opened the door for us in in areas that we couldn't get to. And it ties into into, uh, today's uh, scripture, which is Galatians chapter 5. If you don't have your Bibles, it is going to be on the screen behind me. And uh, and I just want to read verse 13 first, but we're going to be here for just a, a few minutes. But in verse 13, it says this. It says, for you are called to be free. For you are called to be free. You have freedom. You have that type of power. You are called to be free, brothers. But don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But serve one another through love. So in 2019, if we're talking about renewing our faith and renewing our relationships with our family members, our spouse, whoever that might be in your life, as we talk about that, notice that we have the freedom, but don't abuse that freedom for for the lust of the flesh, for the flesh, but serve one another through love. We have a tremendous opportunity to show love, to be loved, to create this type of growth with our love. And even though that my son doesn't want my help sometimes, or we don't want other people's help sometimes, if we humble ourselves, we can recognize that they're trying to show love to us. Because love is an action. And so we need to be able to understand what that means for us in our lives when we are uh, serving one another with love. Galatians chapter 5, verse 14 says this. 
For the entire law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out, or you will be consumed by one another. <clears throat> Any married people in here, verse 15, strike a chord? But if you bite and devour one another, watch out, because you will be consumed by one another. Again, the important part here is that the entire law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. See, we have an opportunity for us to grow in our faith, and it comes when we serve, when we humble ourselves, and we serve one another with love. Who do we serve? We serve our neighbor. Who is our neighbor? It's the one that Jesus would have compassion for, as we hear about in the Good Samaritan story. That very same question came up when the expert in the law said to Jesus, well, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus tells this story about the Good Samaritan, and it's the one who had compassion for that needed compassion. So we have an opportunity to love and to serve everybody that is around us. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 says, I say then, walk in the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. And you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit. That is what's so hard about our lives and us be able to have our own personal growth because our flesh has desires and it steps in. So many times. Why can't we grow? It's because we are not looking at ourselves in the mirror and to be able to um, check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. Verse 17, For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh, and they are opposed to each other, so don't do what you want, because it is this inner conflict. But rise above it. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the, the works of the flesh are obvious. There's sexual immorality, moral uh, impurity, promiscuity, adultery, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, disincension fractions, envy, drunkenness, uh, care, 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 carousing. That's split on my Bible, so I'm like having a tough time with it. And then every, and everything similar. I tell you about these things in advance, as I told you before, and those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Powerhouse verse right here, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. So there, here is the fruit of the Spirit mentioned in verse 22. We've got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, uh, gentleness, self-control. These are all the different fruits of the spirits, and we could turn a whole sermon series that is a month long into just this verse itself and what all of those mean. But in 2019, when we're talking about renewing and talking about renewing our relationships and building on the foundation to be able to have a uh, relationship with our spouse or our friends or our family members, 
that is really going to change and be renewed to have that fresh start, we can pinpoint the fact that if we humble ourselves, deny the flesh, and look in toward the Spirit, because the Holy Spirit resides into all believers, and to notice that these are the things that the Spirit is all about. And if we can find and discover the ways that we can do these things and start to live these things out and start to be very intentional about putting on all of these to being, again, these are action words, loving, to have the joy, to have the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the faith, the gentleness, and the self-control, to be able to have those things and to be able to incorporate those things in our life, then we are keeping ourselves aligned with God and we are beginning to have this foundation grow into something that is far greater than where we are standing right now. And this right here is where we sometimes go into the compare game and we, we, we look at other people and we think of what other people are doing and how they're managing their relationships and how they're managing their relationship with the Lord and we start to become discouraged. But I want to encourage you today that we are all on our own track and we are all on our own path to be able to experience all that is Christ. And so I have a couple guys that are going to help me again today. Where are they at? Where's Ethan at? Where's, and where, where, we have our other one here? Oh, there they are. Okay. And Jackson. Come on over here, guys. So I've got Jackson. I've got Ethan over here to help me out. And I want to be able to show you just a little bit about what I'm talking about. Because I believe that sometimes we begin to look at um, this opportunity to live out everything that is listed in verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit. And to be able to chase after these things. And we become a little bit discouraged because we feel like, man, there's not the growth. The growth that I was expecting in 2019 is not happening. What, what can I do? Because I, I, I look at where I've, where, I, where I've gone and where I've been, and, and I don't know if I am doing everything that, that I should be uh, doing. I don't, I don't know. We, we, we get kind of lost in this shuffle. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation before where you feel like, man, I have been doing everything right, but I feel like there's no growth. I don't know where I'm at. And so the answer for that today, hopefully I can help you out with this, is that we've got, I've got Jackson right here. I'm going to stand you right here. And this right here is, and Jackson represents where we make that decision for Christ. This is where salvation begins. Salvation is a gift that Jesus gives us. And so at this moment, that's where our life changes. Everything becomes new at this point. We, we become born again, and we are just babies in the faith. And so Jackson represents that major life change right here. And then, and then this, this, this right here, this whole situation. No, Ethan represents everywhere I want to be. Represent God and, and, and me striving to become more and more like Jesus. But he is, every, he is everything that I want to be. <laughs> and Jackson represents where I was and where I've been. And so I'm here, you're here somewhere in the middle. Pursuing after God and walking, hopefully, away from where you used to be and growing. And there's a gap here and there's a gap here. And so when I look towards where I want to go, I've made a couple steps away from where I was. And it just always seems that where I want to be is just out of arm's length. And I think that sometimes we get stuck in this gap. But I want to encourage you today that there is growth in this gap. Because when we look back, we can see that there is grace that is here that got me from point A to point B. 
But there's also grace from point B to point C that will help me get to where I need to go. Now, salvation is a gift, but it's a gift that keeps on growing. And when we grow in our faith, we are growing in our opportunity to serve the Lord, to become more like him every single day. And so we, we would think in this life that when I'm taking a step, you hold on, stay right there. Don't go anywhere. Where are you going? No, I'm just kidding. We think that when I take on some of these things, when I take on some of the fruit of the spirit, that it should be where I'm closing this gap, that the better I get, the more I'm going to be like Jesus, the more closer I'm going to get, and the better it's going to be. But it feels like we never actually see this. Because, and I'm going to tell you that when we typically take a step, and this is what God does, when we take a step, he takes a step. And so that when we begin to take another step, and I'm going to take on the goodness and the gentleness and the self-control, and I'm going to make these things happen, and when Jilly starts to walk, and I'm not celebrating her now, but I'm celebrating when she can color between the lines. But when she's 15, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be celebrating when she could keep the car between the lines. <laughs> right? That there is, there is growth here, but yet I'm not quite where I want to be. It's because God continues to push us and to encourage us to make these changes and these growths. God is in the center of all of this. And when I begin to look back, I can think, man, I am not where I was I'm not quite where I want to be, but look at the difference between where I was and where I am now. And as I continue to take these steps, I'm still right here, and this is right where I need to be. I think that so many times we get so uh, wrapped, up, wrapped up in the idea that I need to be right here when this is almost, that's, that's going to be impossible. But the more you grow, the more he's encouraging you to grow, and he's here with you every step of the way. He was with you back there, and he's with you from here, and he's with you to there. And I want, here, you guys can step down. That's good enough for now. Thank you guys. Let's give it for them real quick. But that's the idea, that we have every opportunity to grow, and the more we become more like Christ, the more that he's challenging us to just take that next step. If you have kids in the room, you want them to make those improvements. You, you don't want to be celebrating the same thing over and over again. And that's the gap. That's the exact same thing. Jesus looks at us and says, hey, I, I see where you're at and I like where you're at, but let's see if we could take it to that next level. And in our relationships with our spouse, it's the same thing. And one thing that we see in Ephesians chapter 5 that I think is so important for us to take another look at, not Ephesians, Galatians chapter 5, it was in verse 14. It says, for the entire law is fulfilled in one statement, love your neighbor as yourself. And we can look at that verse, and that is referencing when Jesus was explaining what the greatest commandment was when he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And so that was originally found in John chapter 13, John chapter 13, verse 34. And I want you to understand this. I want you to see this. Because this, if we can comprehend the importance and the power that is in just this one passage, it can be life-changing for you. I don't know if you see it yet. You're like, you're crazy. He says here that I give you a new, what's that word right there? Command. Love one another just as I have loved you. You must also love one another. 
Does he say, I give you a new feeling? Love. One another. He says, command. See, love is a command. And I think that sometimes we get wrapped up in the idea that love is this feeling that I should have. When we see here that it is purely a command, love is an action. How do you put love into, into other words? It is, it is purely with action. John 3, 16, so, uh, for God loved the world so much, what did he do? He gave. There was an action there. He gave us his son that would perish on a cross for everybody. What did he do? He died on the cross. There's an action there. He put on his love, he put his love on display for all of us by that one act. So we have this command to love one another. It's an action. So in our relationships with our spouse, in our relationships with our friends or our kids or our parents, if we're going to take this new year and renew it and renew our faith and be able to understand what we can do practically. When it says here in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, 14, we are called to be free and don't use this freedom for the opportunity of the flesh, but to serve one another in love. And it defined here again that the entire law is fulfilled with one statement, which goes back to a commandment to love one another. But to serve each other with love, it is an action. So where does that translate or where does that transition into our relationships with our, with our spouse? So there's times where we get into arguments, we disagree on certain things, or we make each other unhappy, or maybe there's, there's a time in your life where you've said, you know what, I, I feel like I've lost that, that, that love. There's times where Danilo and I will get into a little scuffle and I'll, I'll be real quiet and I'll go, Alexa, play You've Lost That Love and Feeling. <laughs> and then it comes on. You've lost that love and feeling. Whoa, whoa, that love and feeling. But love isn't a feeling. It's an action. Because we can have a lot of different feelings and we can lose feelings. And Jesus, when he was displaying this and sharing this, it wasn't about a feeling. It was about putting our work into action or putting our faith into action with love and serving one another. So instead of figuring out and trying to think of what can I do in my relationship to increase the feelings that I maybe once had, what if you began to love by serving. Men in the room, we are called to love our neighbor, or love our wives just as Christ loved the church. And what did Jesus do? He died for us. He put his life on the line with an action. Did he want to? <laughs> no, he prayed. He said, if this cup isn't for me, then, then please take it from me. But it, God, your will be done here. When I think about my kids and when they were babies, there was times where 3 a.m. crying, and it's my turn. Was I excited about getting up and going and making a bottle and feeding them, feeding her? 
No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hop out of bed and be like, I can't wait. Change that diaper. But my love was an action of actually getting out of the bed, allowing my wife to continue to sleep, going in and changing the diaper that needed to be changed, not because I wanted to, but because my love went into action. I didn't put myself first, I put the other first. So where in 2019 can we put others first and use that as our foundation to build on for our relationships with our family members, our spouse, whoever it is. I think sometimes we, we think about joy and, and we say, man, I, I, you know, you used to be able to provide this and that's why I had those loving feelings. That's why these things would happen. And I would have more joy if you would be my strength. And, but that's not where we get our strength from. Where does our strength come from? Our strength comes from the Lord. Each and every single one of us, our relationship with the Lord should be where we turn to for all of these things that we read. For love, for joy, for peace, for patience, for kindness, for goodness, for faith, gentleness, self-control. We don't need to be going to our spouse, to our friends for all those things. They might be able to give you some of that. They may be able to put on a little show and give you some joy for a moment, but that doesn't last. Our strength doesn't come from our spouse. Our joy doesn't come from our spouse. It all comes from the Lord. We exude it if we are in line with Him. In 2019, renew your thoughts on where and how you can be loving. I want to encourage you to put that love into action. It's not always easy, and it's not always what your first knee-jerk reaction is going to be. But the more we humble ourselves and put it into action, the more we're going to be able to do some great things in our relationships. I read this story about a husband and wife going to counseling, and actually it was just the wife. I think it was just the wife in this, in this scenario. And the wife was saying to the counselor, hey, I'm ready to end things. It's, it, I'm, I'm ready for it to be done. And the counselor said, okay, let's try to do some reverse psychology here, okay? What I want you to do for two months, I want you to be committed to this and I want you to be very intentional, but I want you to go home and love your husband. Pretend to love your husband as best as you possibly can. Just make him the king, where he thinks, man, what is going on with this? All of a sudden, she just she, I'm getting what I wanted. She flipped just like that. But every step of the way, you just, you just treat him the way that he thinks that he should be treated. Do that for two months, and when the two months are over, you can tell him that you want to leave him, and he's going to be so flabbergasted at what just happened, you'll crush him good, you know? 
And the two months came and passed. And he said, and she, and he said to, the, to, the, to the wife, all right, so you ready to do this? And she said, no. We, we, we are so filled with love. I, I love him so much. And he loves me back. It's been crazy to see how he's been able to receive this love that I've been giving him and he's been giving it back. We've fallen back in love with each other. Now, it's a silly story, but the idea is that we're putting love into action. And sometimes it's not what we want to do, like Jesus going to the cross. But I believe that our emotions will start to follow our actions. And sometimes we don't want to step up and serve and do this sort of thing or whatever the case may be, but I guarantee you that you will be fulfilled by what happens when you start to do that and when you start to move and put your faith into action. See what that looks like in your family. See what that looks like with your spouse in 2019. Give it, give it a week. See what happens. I encourage you with that today. for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.